0: Hey everyone! Hey everyone, I'm Emily. And I'm Maria, and this is the Open Plan Podcast. We're excited to have you here. Join us in navigating life and architecture as young
1: professionals tackling career, education, social lives, and everything in between. Keep up with us on Instagram at Open Plan Podcast. So now let's get into it. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Open Plan Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back. We're happy to have you. It's another episode. We're here pre-Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. just hanging out. Very romantic, me and Emily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I no. have nothing pink in my house. No hearts. <laughs> right? We're not doing that. No. Just gray hearts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're the OG couple here. We just cleared our Valentine's Day plans to record, you know, just, just for you. <laughs> oh, man. It's All so right. weird that tomorrow's Valentine's Day. I yeah. forgot. Do you guys have any plans?
1: No, we just we just try to do everything that we need to do this weekend, yesterday and today, and then tomorrow we just don't want to have to do anything. Go with the flow. So yeah, if it, it's probably going to be rainy. It's been raining for the past like three days. It's freezing cold now, and we're cuddling up on some blankets right now. Um, But yeah, if we just want to like hang out, watch movies, maybe yeah. play games.
0: It's the perfect weather for it. No one wants to be outside right now in Atlanta.
1: No. <laughs> I wanted to go like on a bike ride and be all like fit and stuff. But because my goals, you know, I want to be real healthy. (laughs) Got to stay accountable for my goals. I did get some new gym clothes. (laughs) No, that helps. Progress. For sure. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I think we're also just going to go with the flow. And Ashon claims he's planning something. Oh. I was like, what are we doing? And he was like, I got it. And I was like,
1: what? Oh, Jose's not planning anything. I know, for a fact.
0: I mean, let's be real. Ashon's probably, like, panicking right at He's this moment. He's probably just going
1: to make bread. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's going to be, like,
0: every other day of the pandemic making each other dinner. Okay, guys, we're oh. done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So what's new
0: with you this week? Um, so related to our goals and eating at home and being healthier, me and Ashland are trying to do a month of no processed foods. So basically, like, we're not eating anything that's in a, in a package or – Anything that has more than, like, a couple ingredients. Mm. So it's been a journey. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, no added sugar, too. Oh, man. Oh, man. The first week was really hard. I definitely had – I'm so used to, like, having a little dessert after yeah. eating dinner. I'm always like, I need a chocolate bar or, like, a chocolate piece. <laughs> yeah. Um So that was tough. But I feel good, actually. I think we're two weeks in. And yeah, I feel like more energetic, Wow, and you know, definitely, Clean. yeah, definitely saving money too because we're just eating at home a lot yeah. and yeah, definitely some days are struggles because it's like preparing your food more, but yeah. overall, yeah, getting creative with our meals. <laughs> yeah, I saw
1: you made granola
0: made granola you made your own oat milk, yep,
1: pro tip that's way cheaper it is Wow,
0: yeah, it's literally just oats and water blended together. <laughs> Can you imagine? Why is it so expensive? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it is kind of like takes a while. I mean, I don't know. You just have to wait for like the liquid to drain out, but whatever. Anyways, yeah. so you understand how many things that are in packages that you just can't have. <laughs> so, yeah. but you can make
1: your own pasta if you want pasta. Oh, my gosh.
0: Well, we made we ate lentil pasta because I had one ingredient. Oh, yeah. It was just lentils. We have some
1: of that. We need to try that. Yeah.
0: So that's that's good. So there's a lot of stuff. We still eat like cheese and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a non. Thank God, cheese is only one ingredient. <laughs> Forget it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. That um, and just work. You know, work's been good. Yeah. Same old. What about you? What's been going on with you?
1: Um. Well, I'm back to kind of working from home again, half and half the time, which is nice. I like working from home. So. That's been chill. It's a little less stressful than the office, I guess. Mm-hmm. Even if you have crazy deadlines, but you're still at home. Right.
0: Cutting the commute is such a big difference. Yeah.
1: yeah. So that's nice. And uh, I was able to work out a little bit more this week. That was great. And uh, I don't know. I've just been watching some TV that I like to share. <laughs>
0: As okay. we transition to our favorite I, shows. Yes,
1: we want to start recommending things maybe. Um, Not that you care about our opinions, but we think they're <laughs> valid. But anyway, <laughs> so yeah, I watched two very different shows. I watched Bridgerton because everybody watched it and I hadn't seen it yet. And I I have no words. It's crazy, but like so addicting and
0: hilarious. That show is crazy. Um, And also do not watch it with your
1: parents. <laughs> no, do not tell your parents to watch it either. They're going to be very worried about you. <laughs> They'd be like, are these the types of shows you watch? <laughs> and yeah, and the, it's definitely not like PG 13. It's It should be like PG 25. <laughs> oh my gosh, for real. The soundtrack was super good though. Yeah. I like the mix between like, it's period, but not really mm-hmm. modern music and stuff. So, do you recommend it? <laughs> um,. <laughs> I don't know it's funny it's it, if you have nothing else to
0: watch right yeah. i feel like enough people are talking about it that you almost need to watch it just to yeah be a part of the cultural at least phenomenon. a couple episodes
1: you, you don't you might not need to go all the way to the end but yeah yeah but we also are watching wandavision oh on I heard that's really it's good so good we i mean we're like three episodes in but i'm so into it it's like very different nice very cool is
0: it superheroes
1: yeah but not obnoxiously like let me save the world kind of thing Mm -hmm. yet it's more like there it seems well i don't know what the ending is i've only seen three episodes but it seems like they're almost like in witness protection program they're like hiding from everyone oh cool and they're secretly superheroes but they also have like a show like a 50s show where they have superpowers. What? So I don't know if they're, like, pretending to the world that they have superpowers and they have a show, but they really, like, actually do have superpowers. I don't know. But it's really good. It's really well made <laughs> and and beautiful, like, aesthetics. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. All
0: right. Maybe I'll check that out. Yeah. Nice rec. What about you? Um, <laughs> the one th- the thing I watched this week that was very impactful to me was the Britney Spears documentary, guys. It's just... Hashtag free Britney. (laughs) It's just so sad. Like, I grew up, like, idolizing Britney Spears, Mm -hmm. first of all. I think I was, like, nine or something when she was really popular. But, yeah, I just – I didn't realize, like, how much she was going through. And you really get a perspective on that in the documentary. And also, of course, all that stuff with her recently and, like, her conservatorship with her dad and him, like, owning her, Mm -hmm. like, income and assets and all that So. Yeah, I'm glad it's getting attention because something's been very off about her <laughs> recently. Yeah. And I think people picked up on it. And yeah, I, I thought the documentary was super well done. Um, it was done by the New York Times. So mm-hmm. had a lot of like interviews and, you know, reporting type stuff and really liked it. Highly
1: recommend. I need to watch it. Yeah.
0: And it's sad. I cried a little oh, bit. Oh,
1: no. For her. <laughs> I mean, I watched the Paris Hilton one. Similar vibes. I mean, she's not. Oh, I didn't watch that like, one. Like as. Bad as Britney Spears right now, like she still has control over her life, but mm-hmm. it's really sad. Like just the same way they era,
0: though, of like yeah, girls who were like it kind girl, of at the top, yeah. and then where are they now?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, tell us if you like these shows and uh... <laughs> <laughs> what your thoughts about Britney are. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now
0: we're going to talk about our project of the week, and this week Maria chose one. So Maria, take it
1: away. <laughs> Well, surprise, surprise, it's a Brazilian project, <laughs> but it's one of my favorite kind of like more recent houses. So it was built in 2016, designed by Una Arquitetos, which is now they don't exist anymore. They kind of split up into two. It was a office founded by two couples, and now they kind of split and each couple has their own. But they still have Una in their name, so you can definitely find them and we'll link them in the show notes. So the house is called 239 House by Una Arquitetos in Sao Paulo, Brazil. The house is built around a 50-year-old fruit tree, which is called Jabuchi It's a very Brazilian type of fruit. It's a black little kind of uh, cherry tomato looking thing, but it's like really dark purple. Um, so there was a tree. That tree was right in the center of the lot, and they also kept a lot of the trees around it. So it shapes a small courtyard towards which every room opens, a porch, a living room, a dining room, kitchen, study room, and a bedroom. The inflection of both of its wings aims at closer views of the tree and also of themselves, as in two small houses overlooking each other. The morning sunlight bathes the bedrooms and hits the facade with a fold on the concrete wall, which defines the entrance of the house. Other large trees remain in the original lot. To benefit from the view of the tree and the city, a swimming pool and a terrace fill the entire rooftop. It uses few materials like concrete, wood, and glass and was heavily inspired by residences designed by Eames, Brewer, Kahn, and Sergio Fernandez. So it's essentially concrete and wood, like all the windows are wood and it's raw concrete. It's oh, and very, I'm looking at it live now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it definitely gives Eames vibes, especially like the blue and red. Yeah, and the facade like combo. materials.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just very raw. Like in the inside, there's no treatment on the walls or anything. It's just concrete and primary colors and a lot of wood. Gorgeous. That's Beautiful. so cool that
0: um, it's all centered around that tree.
1: Yeah, I mean, the lot itself is pretty big, but they, the house like footprint is really small. It's like, why didn't you make a bigger house? But it just has so many little like nooks and crannies of nature mm-hmm. within it because it is in the city. Like, mm-hmm. look at the size of the lot; It's huge.
0: Yeah. It seems like they really wanted to emphasize on like indoor outdoor living and they prioritize yeah. outdoor spaces.
1: And it's like it's basically shaped like an L. So both wings are pretty like thin so you can see through them. And it's kind of like a it's not like a massive big block like monolithic
0: right. thing. That's so cool. And oh my gosh, can't forget the rooftop pool.
1: Oh my gosh, look at that! Wow. Man, who lives there? I don't know, but they said it was designed for a specific family because it does have like two little kids' bedrooms that oh, are pretty cool. small, and then the master suite on the other wing. But nice. Um, they said, oh, it was designed by it for a specific family, but we always designed for everyone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we can't just like go show up and visit it. No,
1: darn Someone it. Someone lives there. I want to buy it. <laughs> We could look from afar, <laughs> across. Yeah, the street. I don't even know. I feel like there's a lot of trees blocking it, anyway. Darn it. But we'll post pictures. There's a lot of pictures and drawings online. So, and it really looks like someone lives there. That's what I love about these pictures. It's like it there's looks lived toys in toys and and books and stuff. So it I it love looks that. Very real. Cool.
0: Yeah. Thanks for sharing. It's a yeah. gorgeous project, and we'll definitely share on Instagram.
1: Yep, as always. All right, guys. Today's episode is part one of a two-part episode we're gonna we're gonna do one but we decided it was too much information so we're gonna split it into two. First one will be more career fair centered so our techniques or our tips and tricks that we've uh kind of experienced so far and then the second one is gonna be advice more catered to interviews so once you go to the career fair and you get your interview and then how do you do that <laughs> It's like the following step. Yeah. <laughs> essentially. Right. Yeah. The next one would be how to get a job. No, just kidding. Oh my God. Um maybe. Uh anyway, so today we're gonna talk about Career Fair. And I don't know about you, but Career Fair freaks me out. Yeah. It's a very overwhelming event. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a very scary, it's high anxiety, and it's just exhausting. Mm-hmm. I don't like I remember I didn't even want to go my first year because I was like no way I'm a freshman no one wants me right, right. and it's <laughs> something we don't flex very often in architecture school like that
0: skill of present of the uh, public speaking almost you know like yeah you're kind of just thrown out there and all of a sudden it's like yeah introduce yourself to all these like strangers essentially right. it's kind of like a review we know how to sell the project maybe but, but not ourselves right yeah, like our exactly. other skills yeah yep it's
1: like a networking type yeah. thing but they all tell you to go and they're like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. just, just go for practice. Yeah. You should definitely go for practice, if, even if you're yeah. a freshman. But
0: I think overall it's super useful. Even um, it's almost like doing a bunch of mini interviews. Mm-hmm. It feels like, you know, like it kind of preps you for the main event. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I've had a, you know – I always get really nervous right before, and then I think after a couple of people, I definitely feel in the flow. Yeah. So I right. think it's just getting over that hump, being mm-hmm. nervous, and then hopefully you
1: kind of like can, I yeah. don't know. And I think the first one I went to, I did not prepare at all, so I was really just like did not know what I was doing, and I had nothing to talk about.
0: Right. That's a good point, because like after you have one under your belt, you kind of know what to expect for the other mm-hmm. ones.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So even if you are a freshman or you're like already have an internship, even, you know, something like that, you just still go and practice and talk to people. Mm-hmm. But every time I went that I it was like high stakes, like I was really, really looking for a job or internship, I was already kind of talking to the firm before. So it was like it wasn't all riding on the career fair, which is probably one of the first like main tips that we have is that's not the one and only place. So you should be doing things aside from it, but also like that's part of the process as Mm -hmm. well. So don't be like, it's like you get nervous because you think that's the only place you can find a job, but then it's definitely not, but it's an important piece. So
0: yeah, we're going to start from the order of before the career fair, during and after. So we're going to start first with preparation before the career fair. And we have um, a couple, you know, recommendations and some advice we have for before.
1: Yeah. So first of all, Definitely prepare. (laughs) Don't do that. What I did like my freshman year, it's very nerve wracking and being prepared just like takes away some of those nerves and some of those like insecurities that you might have. So one of the first things you need to do that's probably the most important is to research the employers that you want to talk to. First of all, you need to make a list of the the people that you want to talk to and to do a list and and find out the places that you might work, you want to work at then you need to research the firms and see what kind of work they do and what you're interested in and see if they fit kind of what you want to be doing after school or in your internship. So Mm -hmm. research the employers, see if they're hiring, see what they're hiring, um, what they're looking for, maybe dig into their openings and see like the qualifications that they're looking for. So you can like pull that out. And
0: your school will usually send you a list of who's coming Mm -hmm. or you can look for it on the school website or reach out to the counselor if they haven't provided it. And then that kind of gives you a base list and then you can just go in and start Google searching them, honestly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I like the tip to see if they're hiring because then you could look at um, what what they're looking for in a role. So mm-hmm. say they have like intern architect position open. You can see right straight up like talking points eventually that you want to hit. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah. Then after that, you need to have a strong resume. That's ba- basically the f- the the main event of a career fair. Sometimes you won't have time or Like the physical ability to kind of talk about your portfolio in a career fair because it's a much faster kind of interaction. It's not like an interview. Yep, fast paced. So, yeah, your resume will speak more than your portfolio during a a career fair. So, have a, a good resume. Make sure it's all like tight and perfect by the time you go to the career fair. Get other people to look at them, get alumni, get your professors to look at them. Make sure that they can pull out all the valuable information. So, Don't put anything that you don't think it's valuable to a firm that's looking at it. So I had an advice one time on my resume. I had, you know, the titles of the sections were more prominent. So like experience, skills, education, like that was like bigger and bolder and caps or whatever. And then someone told me I should reverse that and highlight the firms I had worked for because that was more important than the title of the section, which makes total sense. But in hierarchy wise, you think you want to like the title of the section Mm -hmm. is to be the biggest thing. No. So I started, I I ended up bolding like the firms and toning it down on the like title of the section. And that was not obvious and it made such a difference. So I think making sure that people are taking away the most important things, the most valuable things that you have on your resume that they can see very fast too, right? Because they...
0: I've actually been on the other side for a previous firm where I'm looking at resumes and that was the first time where I realized like they are in such a time crunch Mm because, you know, sometimes you have a line of people that are waiting. So once you get that resume in your hand, they're glancing over it. First five seconds is like when you start making that impression. So, yeah, as Maria said, like hierarchy of bolding things that you want shown. And yeah, and also just obviously font size, things like that. Keeping it
1: clean and mm -hmm. easy to read. And I almost want to say
0: paperweight is important, too. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't have to be, like, the most expensive, like, thick cardstock. Right. Like, I think. But at the same time, it shouldn't just be, like, computer paper. Yeah. They're um, going to
1: go back home with the pile of resumes. And if yours is the flimsy one that's, like, ripping apart. Oh, yeah. That's not... It makes a big difference. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Especially for us designers. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Show off that paper quality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, next you should prepare kind of a elevator pitch or introduction kind of, cause that's the first thing they're going to ask So, like, so tell me about yourself maybe, or something like that. So know exactly what you're going to say. Don't spend too much time on stuff. That's not important. We don't want to know about how many brothers you have or <laughs> like, you know, just, just conceal it to, uh, important information, some personal stuff if you want, but you know, just keep it short and, and it, like whatever actually Means something to them,
0: right? It could be done in just a couple sentences. I think sometimes people get a little excited and it just turns into like a really long speech or something. Don't do that, and yeah, you want to keep it you want to keep this interaction as like a conversation, like a back and forth. So it shouldn't be like just one person talking the entire time, aka like you just going Mm -hmm. on and on. And yeah, you know, this is a good chance for you to pull out some of your strengths have some specific examples of, you know, you could start saying, like, firm names and things like that that gets their attention, kind of like what Maria's resume was doing, but, you know, verbally. Yeah,
1: and always, like, make sure you're reading their body language and how they're reacting because you can go on and on and on and they're, like, not paying attention. So important. So I'm very sensitive to this. I don't know if it's because I'm, like, self-conscious or whatever, but I'm always, like, if the person's, like, remotely, like, just slightly not – in the looking convo. at me or paying I know they're not paying attention I'm like I'm wrapping it up and, oh same okay I'm asking a question then or I'm mm-hmm. you know yeah reading the body language is so important like all of a sudden they're like eyes are drifting
0: away things mm-hmm. like that all of a sudden you just gotta know I'm going on too long yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and then also maybe to reduce that kind of awkwardness you should probably have some questions um it's something that demonstrates that you've done some research, more specific questions to the role, to the firm, to a specific project. Um, that's always important. It shows that you're interested and shows that you're making them a priority because you took the time to look into them. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's really important. And that's one way to kind of break the conversation when they're just asking you to like talk about your project. You should ask them too. Yeah. That really shows projects. your interest in them, also, and mm-hmm.
0: having them already pre-prepared, I think, is like a relief. It's like a stress lifted off. Like, you know, you're not going to have to make something up on the fly mm-hmm. during the conversation.
1: Yeah, and you could be the same, like a few of the same questions that you're going to ask multiple firms. Oh yeah, for if sure. If it's something more generic, like how do you or how you structure your teams, or how does a intern progress in your firm, like career progression or something. So, have some go to like generic questions and maybe specific. Project questions.
0: Yeah, so now basically, that this is you know the night before or the week before, get all your logistics in order. You don't want to be scrambling the day of. Um, make sure that you have like a sturdy folder to carry your resumes. I think this is such an important tip because I underestimated the amount of juggling you do at career fairs. First of all, you you're holding your own stuff like your portfolio and resume, and then you're also just going to start gathering like swag from these mm. tables they're like here take this bag yeah. or take this notebook so i think it's really important to yeah manage your stuff so when you hand the resume and everything doesn't just, like, fall apart. Yeah, and
1: you're not, like, uncomfortable, too. It's very exhausting. Also, you might want to, like, bring a bottle of water. So I would recommend – I've never done this before. I've always been just, like, scrambling with my stuff. Same. But, um, yeah. Don't do it. Just, as we like, did. bring a tote bag or something that you can put, you know, your water your phone and stuff. Also, don't be on your phone. This is not on our list, but this just came up in my head. Like, don't be on your phone or – like have your phone on top of your portfolio oh it's just gosh, like get no. get it out of there yeah don't even bring it nope. leave it on your desk <laughs> you're in the zone <laughs> yeah <there laughs> need to no pull it out. reason to so yeah get that figured out make sure you you have a, almost like a choreography i mean i don't know if this is that important but i think it is for me because it's always yeah. awkward and ugh.
0: i just have a very distinct memory of being like dropping things. hot and uncomfortable yeah, yeah and just dropping you're things wearing, like, yeah
1: a little sweater or just, like a blazer right all like tight
0: <laughs> and just being like in the corner like i need to gather my resumes yeah. they're all over the place that's also
1: yeah that maybe for the the during section but take breaks and go to the corner and reorient yourself for sure a good, a good tip oh also related to this plan out what you're gonna wear ahead of time and make sure it's comfortable you can break in new shoes if you're gonna wear new shoes make sure you're you're professional but not too over the top mm-hmm. um but just something that you're comfortable with and something that y- is very you don't be like wearing it as a costume because i feel like i did that freshman year i was like oh i need to get my professional attire and i got like a blazer and a skirt and I right like, oh, i don't wear skirts <laughs> this is weird so
0: yeah you could just like <laughs> it's kind of cool when people are professional but also show their personality a little yeah. bit like like a cute earring or yeah right like a really like...
1: bold necklace or something mm-hmm. yeah or tie. yeah
0: <laughs> And I think that's so important, too, when you, it looks like you at least try to look put together for this mm-hmm. career fair. Because I've seen people kind of just, like, stumble in and they're wearing their, like, backpack and, like, their hoodie. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to take someone as serious when, like, that happens. So right.
1: Yeah. Know. And make sure you you shower, wash your hair and everything. <laughs> wash <laughs> your hair important. that important. It is, like, it's just removing, like, barriers that could make you not get something right you know like just make sure everything that you can control is controlled Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and then with your list of firms I think one thing to do right before is just kind of rank them into a priority list and go to one or two that are lower priority or that you might not even you know want to work at Mm -hmm. just to break it in in the beginning because like I wouldn't go to the your top firm first thing because you're you're gonna get nervous you're you're not going to know how to talk about your work and stuff so go to the first couple that you don't really care about to just get your yeah mind around it. That's
0: a tip I wish I did cuz now thinking back I remember I was like I have to go to my top firms first mm-hmm. and then thinking later as I'm doing my firms I, I'm like not as high up I feel like I did way my conversations were better yeah, or like I was you were more like less up. stressed and Yeah, humor,
1: I got this, you know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah.
0: So I like that tip a lot.
1: Now you're at the career fair. You're going to your firm. Picture you, this. <laughs> Not COVID time. You're
0: sweaty. You're shaking. No, just you're kidding.
1: sweating. <laughs> you can't move your arms. You're carrying a bag with all your work, and um, you're questioning every life decision that got you here.
0: <laughs> you're about to turn around and walk back out the door.
1: <laughs> you see all your friends. They all look better than you, and you're like, "Wow, they have better bodies." Like, oh. oh my god. But no, but no. Shake that negative behavior out. <laughs> You got this. Remember us telling you this. <laughs> okay. Smile. Be positive and excited about yourself, about your work, and about the opportunity that you might get. I think something that helps me is just, like, to be myself. I-, I shake it all off and, like, I go to the first firm. I It's kind of awkward. And then everything from there on, it's just, like, just be yourself and be a little bit more excited mm-hmm. than normal.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think excited to a certain level I mean not crazy excited yeah. but you know that you're excited to talk to them and that you're positive like people are looking for that they don't want someone who's like just like oh god mm-hmm. I don't and this be is here. a
1: very exciting thing for the firm to mm-hmm. do usually like they're more excited than the students the students oh, yeah. are so stressed out and worried the firms are like oh my god we're so excited to meet you yeah you know exactly
0: I think matching each other's enthusiasm is important you know they're excited to meet you you should be excited to meet them even though you have to look, might want to fake it a little bit. You're like, actually, I just want to leave, but <laughs> but act like you know you're excited about it. So verbal communication. So yeah, you're say you're talking to someone. Um, what's some important things to keep in mind during the conversation?
1: Yeah. So respond to their questions concisely. So like we said before, don't keep going on and on about a topic if you feel like they're not that interested. If they keep asking questions and you you keep going. But if if they show kind of they're bored or they don't care about it anymore, then wrap it up. And then always have your backup kind of prepared questions in case they don't they don't steer the conversation anywhere and you're responsible for carrying it all out. Right. <laughs> go to your questions, have it all ready to go and in, in your mind. Those questions are so useful for
0: any lull in conversation because mm-hmm. I feel like that could easily come up. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and be interested in what they're saying too. Like, I think I have a hard time with that is when I prepare too much for something like interview or a career fair. I know exactly what I have to say, but then whatever they say, I'm like, okay, but what is it? Like, I don't react to what they say a oh, lot. So mm-hmm. listen to what they say too, because... I don't do that and it's I should do that more often because then it then you can get deeper into conversation yeah. and
0: it's so easy to do that just be in your own head and you're like no I kind of have a mission of things I need to like yeah. uh, tell you and not let go. me go to
1: my next list right yeah
0: but you know what there's no set plan for sure like you know the conversation could go in a totally different direction if they're leading it that way but just go with it you know like in the end this is a conversation as we yeah. m- mentioned it's not
1: scripted and it's if it's scripted then you're gonna get yeah bored um, okay, so offer your resume when it feels appropriate. So as we're saying, like this is a natural conversation. Make sure you bring it up, like don't forget about it. They might ask for it anyway because it's kind of a, a normal thing to do in a career fair. Just don't like throw it at them. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't even say hello you're like, here's my resume. <laughs> like shove it in their face first thing. Yeah. No,
0: yeah. Feel out when it's the right time to pull it out, you know. Um and as always, as you wrap up the conversation with them, remember to thank them for their time and ask what the next step is i think that's so important um sometimes you know you can forget to do that you're in a hurry you want to move on but it's nice to be like yeah so you know are you going to email me or what's the next get their card oh yes. get
1: their card yeah and give them your card too if you have that we we had some made um last year for a class and and it was really nice to have them to give them out because it's smaller they might even put it in their their pocket Mm -hmm. even though all the resumes go somewhere else they're like oh my gosh maria she gave me her card i think the business card
0: uh creating one for the career fair was a really great idea and i was Mm -hmm. actually a told to us by professor we actually had to do it for his class yeah and it ended up being a great little tool and then everyone's like oh you have a card
1: not everyone does so it's kind of like oh yeah
0: helps you stand out which brings us to our next point
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah find a way to stand out so some of the ways i guess one thing i've done personally is just get in contact with them before career fair because i was always like too nervous to have everything riding on the career fair so i would try to get in contact to, with the firms that i was already interested in before the career fair try to get it in try to even maybe get an interview before the career fair just so the career fair is more of a like reiterating it's like hey like you already know me i already know you i'm here you know
0: yeah it's like a light bulb that goes off You're like oh you know i've seen your name before right and that always really helps um Yeah, I think I I had done that in the the past career fair where it's like, oh yeah,
1: Emily, yeah, I remember. Yeah, even if you just like send them an email, like I'm looking forward to seeing you guys at the career fair. You know, here's my stuff. Let me know if you have any questions. I'd be happy to come to your table, Mm -hmm. talk about more about my work or whatever. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, show as we were
0: mentioning before, if you've seen a job description on their website or if you have like kind of intel of what the kind of role they're looking for, show the skills that. They're looking for. Um, Basically, for example, they're looking for Revit. You know, I know Revit. I have done this many years, maybe experience in that. So there's going to be certain qualities they're looking for in a candidate. And I think you could bring that up organically. Yeah.
1: Especially if you're like, uh, I think something that you could bring up in this situation is like uh, if you're part of some organization or you're doing something aside from just the studio that everybody has, right? then that's a that's a really good thing to bring up because that makes you different right Mm -hmm. you're not just you don't have the basic like rhino skills and revit whatever you have uh, you have more communication skills you do some leadership things so that also is not just technical firms a lot of bigger firms will have like small groups within the firm like initiatives for diversity group the women's group the whatever Mm -hmm. group so they they want people to like be involved and, like, join in and stuff. That's just for, like, more leadership stuff. But they do it for everything, more research, technical stuff. So if you have anything that's, like, more unique about you within school, definitely bring that up.
0: Yeah. And if you have past experience in in the industry that they're working in, I think that's always a huge plus. Like, I've done an internship in healthcare. If it's you're talking to, like, in a healthcare firm, Mm -hmm. for example, that always, you know, will help them, like, put a little star in your resume. Like, oh, they've done this type of work before. Yeah. And
1: I think – I mean, I had no experience between undergrad and grad, but I think that if I had, that would be something I would say and make it very clear because they see students as like, they don't have a lot of experience, even in grad school career fair, because it's all the same, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, at least at our school, it was all together. Right. So make sure they know your grad student. And if you have like legitimate, like three years of experience between, that's legit. Like- you need to bring that up and make sure they know that because mm-hmm. then that makes you different than us like me who just went yeah. straight through. It has no experience.
0: Right. Yeah. They're just trying to feel out who needs more training versus doesn't. And right. you know, yeah, for sure.
1: And yeah, the last way we think
0: you should stand out is to going along with researching the firm. You should mention a specific project you like from them. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it just goes further to show that you care about you know, working there, you you put in the interest of looking at their work and you identify with one day I want to do something like that. You know, they like that.
1: Yeah, especially if it's something that you can relate to personally and point out something in your resume that relates to that project. Oh, so yeah. like, oh. I love sustainability. I'm a lead, a green associate. Um, You have this lead project that I really love. Like, how did you do that or what? What yeah, to I'd love to learn Actually, more about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. They might not know, but they might tell you, oh, you should email this guy. He was a project architect. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Have another or and I'd love
0: to be involved in that type of project eventually, you know, right. if, I, yeah. if I get to work here mm-hmm. and yeah, stuff like that.
1: Yeah. So one of the, we asked you guys on Instagram and one of the our listeners asked for us to come up with some sample kind of questions that you can ask the employers. Um, this is a really hard thing because... I feel like people always ask the same things or they don't ask questions or, I don't know, it's hard to come up with good questions. Mm-hmm. So we, come, we came up with a few that we've used it before and we found some that um, resonate with our industry. So we're going to give you some. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first one, what are the characteristics of your most successful employees? That's a good one because you you see what they're valuing in their employees. You see kind of the culture, you know, like what what's important to the firm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, what kinds of skills and experience do you look for in employees? So this is kind of similar where um, you can point out specific things in your resume after they answer that question. Yeah, right? well, that aligns with that. You're like, mm-hmm. oh,
0: funny you mentioned that because I have done that. Yeah, or, yeah exactly. Right. Um, another one is what are the examples of projects that recent hires have worked on? I really like that question because, you know, it's benefiting you also because you'll understand, oh, maybe this is not what I want to do or do what, like, you're almost interviewing them just right. as much as they're interviewing you. What am I going to be working on? Maybe does this align with what I want to do? So I like that question. Yeah.
1: So uh, what is your organization's culture like? Oh, yeah. You know, you're probably not going to find out from asking that. Because they're going to give you an elevator pitch. Or like, you know, yeah, we're a family. Yeah. <laughs> everything's great (laughs) everyone is a family every firm is a family everyone loves each other yeah but um i think it's important i mean it's it's a good question and it's interesting to see what they say it's probably not going to be the real thing because you can't really find out a firm's culture by Mm -hmm. asking and not you have to really be there to figure it out but it's interesting to see what they what they say
0: yeah, it's interesting to hear either what they aspire to be like, right. you know, even if it's not it, but you know, that they if they took the time to even like write out a statement about it right. or something.
1: And similar you can ask what's the company's mission. Mhm. So in a similar way, you can see their values, kind of what what they what they value, what they want to do in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what makes your company unique compared to the other companies in this field? Oof. Oof. They're if gonna they ask like, you that, what would you say? What <laughs> makes you unique compared, right? To all these people. Yeah, so that's a good one.
0: I think that's good too. And it might like kind of catch them off guard. Mm-hmm. They're like, ooh, you know, that's a good question. And um, what do you like best about your company or job?
1: Yeah, I've asked that before. That's
0: a good one because I like when you kind of give the the stage to them for a second mm-hmm. to let them talk. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and you just kind of turn into the listener.
1: <laughs> You're yeah. like, okay, cool. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Um and then how can I contact you if I have further questions? This this is a good way to get their card, or you also should have some sort of notepad available. Maybe they don't have their card with them, so you can jot down their email somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Make sure put that yeah. in your tote. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that's oh, a really man. good ending question too. Yeah. So now.
0: It's after the fair. You did it.
1: It's over. One way or another, it's over.
0: It wasn't that bad, right? It really wasn't. (laughs) You definitely had it like amped up in your head.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's time to relax, take a shower, crawl up on the couch and send those thank you emails. Spread out all the business cards you gathered (laughs) on the couch. Yep. Yeah. So sending out a little thank you email or a handwritten note is super important if you i think either way even if you didn't really like them if you don't really want to pursue i think it's a good thing to just do as a person mm-hmm. people in our city in our industry it's a very small group of oh, people sure. everybody knows each other so if you even if they don't like the firm or you don't want to work there you they're still going to remember you as like oh she even like said a thank you but she said she wasn't interested like how mm-hmm. nice you know yeah
0: like and your email could be even open-ended for the firms. Like, just thank you for your time. It was nice meeting you. You don't need to necessarily... Say that person- you're not interested. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Maybe just like leave that out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If they want you and come after you, then you could say Then you can say no. Yeah. But yeah, send that out at least at like one or two days after the, the career fair. Everybody's going to be doing the same thing. So if you're really interested, make sure you mention something personal to them, something personal that happened in your conversation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Ask more about that project or... Talk more about something that you're working on or whatever. Whatever you talked about, make sure like you you put a little reminder of that so yeah. they know who you are.
0: And I'll help them among the sea of faces they saw that day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Remember
1: you, and then remember to include everything that they need to get in touch with you. So your your name, your email, obviously is going, and maybe a phone number or. Whatever, like maybe like dates that you're available, if you want to like, re- if if you got a good conversation that you can like kind of pursue an interview, like force an interview on them. It's like, I love to meet and talk more. Uh, I'm available, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So make be very available and approachable.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, we touched on this earlier. Career fears are not the one and only way to get a job. Um, I would say... They're important, but I don't I don't think they're the they're the end all be all for no, sure.
1: No, I've never gotten a job in a career fair. <laughs> it happens, but
0: there's just other strategies. Yeah, to get it,
1: it won't happen if you only do the career fair. No,
0: Mm-mm. it takes extra effort. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the end, it's just like a bonus. Like, you know, our other tip was to be in contact with them before. And then if you show up in the career fair, it shows that you're further interested in them and, you know, it just shows that if you're already talking to a firm, it just reiterates your interest. Yeah. I think that's what the career fair is really a really good thing. It's more thing like to a
1: networking for. thing where you're just, you go and you talk and you have to go through the motions, but mm-hmm. it's not like the end all be all. For sure. And you
0: really see what's out there. Like, you know, you might discover some firms you didn't even know about mm-hmm. um, because there's so many of them typically that kind of just come out of the woodworks. You're like, whoa, well, look at all these yeah. like Atlanta firms
1: that didn't know about. So, yeah. And then we wanted to add a little bit of an online bonus section because we know that I don't I don't think career fair is happening the traditional way this year, mm-hmm. so it's a little different. But some of the things that we suggest for going through a, a online career fair is make sure that you have a quiet space that is relaxing and you're not stressed out. You're not having like people around you yelling and stuff. <laughs> have a good microphone. Um, and kind of a neutral background face the window so they can actually see your face like some natural lighting or have a lamp in front of you that's not too harsh Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's like they can see your face it's not you know just a silhouette or whatever so you can connect with them because face and like body language is so important in a career fair yeah i don't know how it's going to be online but yeah yeah
0: i mean i think it goes back to you know setting up like your your lighting well you know they, they can't look at you in person but like this is the only impression basically they have right. of you like on make screen. it as
1: professional as you can mm-hmm.
0: yeah so kind of going along with that get on the platform early so you can fix any you know technical issues you have you get a view of what you're going to look like right see if you can like test drive it somehow mm-hmm. yeah, yeah make sure your audio is good to go there's nothing worse than you know you're starting the interview or you're starting and then you realize that it's not like Mm-mm. you know paired or something yeah. oh gosh like Added stress, or
1: your like AirPods have low battery. Oh, my Gosh, <laughs> yep. Don't use the AirPods microphone; they're horrible. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> we love Apple. <laughs> I still
0: love my AirPods, but anyways. yeah. Um,
1: also set up your environment. Have everything you need, like some water, notepad, every all the all of your your documents. Have your resume there so you can easily look at your experience because you might draw a blank,
0: but. Yeah, I would say one big benefit of online um, career fair is that you could have your resume right below you. Right. If if, if it printed. You don't need a tote. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The amount of juggling you're not going to have to do. Right. So nice. So nice. (laughs) Yeah. And you could glance down at something as almost like a guideline. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that.
1: And also, I don't know if this is going to be a thing, but if if the career fair happens as any other call and you might share your screen to show your portfolio or something like that, make sure all your files are ready to go like on a separate folder on your desktop so you can easily click on them and even have them like open beforehand. So you're not like, oh, let me look through all of my files.
0: No, create like a a file on your desktop saying career fair on it, literally. a folder
1: with everything that you need. Yes. Just be patient and take breaks definitely take breaks yeah
0: take breaks gather yourself drink water
1: and yeah that's
0: pretty much what we got for you let us know
1: if you have any tips come comment on our instagram post at open plan podcast we'll have our episode post and you can comment there any other tips for career fair let us know so we can help each other Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Stay tuned for the next one where we're going to dig into the actual interview. So yeah. So thanks so much for listening and stay tuned. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.